0: and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show.
1: All right, leaders, are you ready to lead? We're ready to help you out here. We're ready to get going here. We're ready to lead out the leaders and give them greater courage and confidence and belief in themselves about you can do it. You can do it, leaders. Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. It is about action. Today's action we're going to be talking about is resiliency. Resiliency, and you, leaders, as you set the example, as you set the tone for your personal ability to be resilient, you set the standard for your teams, for your organizations, your departments. That's how this works. So it begins, leader, with who? Rich. Who does it begin with? The leader. With you. Begins with
0: you. Yeah. The yeah. Lead right, with lead. You're, you're, you're in square one of the, the board game
1: and it starts there. Lead with resiliency. This yeah. is my partner, Rich Barron. I'm Michael Bailey. We're ready to take it on. Are you ready to get going on it? Let's do this. So let's, there's let's a this. very interesting article here that Rich has found uh, on resiliency. It's been uh, it's got some great information in it. We want to share it with you. It was published just the 24th of October, just the day before. Do we? It is on Riot, rise smart Yes. Okay, on that on their website there. And do we know? I don't know who the authors are. Do you know who the authors are? Of this I
0: don't have. I don't have anything on the authors. I'm 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 afraid. But it is on their website.
1: It's a great article. It's absolutely great. So
0: Randstad, and I got to tell you, this Randstad Rise smart You know, I'm not. I'm not. You know, we're, we're not paid to, to give a... <laughs> <He's
1: closed. laughs> we, we don't we own don't any, any stock.
0: Any stock in the company. But I'll, I'll tell you what, I've been incredibly impressed with the, the, the stuff that they're posting, stuff that they're putting out there. Very in tune with what's
1: going on today. Almost as much as we are. Just, yeah, second best. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're using your article. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, that's good. So uh, let's talk about this thing about resiliency. Four generations, resiliency across the ages, is what you said. Yeah. And so we want to take a look at how each of these generations look at resiliency. All right. So let's start off here. Gen Gen, Gen Z, resilience elevates truth. That's an interesting one. Yeah. So let's start talking about that one.
0: This, I mean, this is this is interesting because there are four generations in the workforce right now. hmm And it's resiliency to each of them means something different. And especially, let's talk about the Gen Z. Uh, You know, they're, according to what the article says, Gen Z is a generation that seeks truth and authenticity, mostly about themselves.
1: And others, yeah, okay.
0: Mostly about themselves and others. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, You know, and it's interesting that a lot of the focus on, on resiliency with Gen Z is uh, you know they want to see basically what's in it, the purpose for them is you know forty two percent of them would rather be at a company that gives them a sense of purpose than one that pays more money. That's a very interesting thing. But however, fifty six percent of of Gen Z would leave their job if it interfered with their personal lives. That's a completely different mindset than generations past.
1: Well, it's a it's a different kind of um, if it interfered with their personal lives, that's different than it uh, it didn't agree with their values. Right, right. Same personal lives is kind of a value, but most people we work with people that are unemployed, and w- we see that most people who leave an organization leave it because there's a dissonance, there's a disconnect with the with their personal values and the organization. Yes, and yes. It's, that's that's a that's a powerful thing. If, if the the values don't resonate, if they're not close enough, they don't have to align perfectly. But there's enough similarity that you can work with them. That's a totally different thing. With well, it's interfering with my personal life. Yeah,
0: you know, one of the things that for Gen Z uh, and this article points out, and we agree with this because we've seen this, is employee coaching, leadership, and personal development coaching would help them through these struggles with their their own ideas about resiliency in the workplace. And, you know, 48% uh, of Gen Z is significant enthusiasm, would, ha- would have significant enthusiasm for employer-sponsored coaching. Now, here's the thing is it says employer-sponsored coaching.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't say seeking personal development. It says if they would pay for it for me, I would be enthusiastic about that.
1: What does that say to you? It says something to me, but I have an idea. What is it you take out of that? That they're not extremely
0: interested in personal development at this point. They're they're more interested in what's in it for me.
1: What's in it for me? It's also the idea of somebody else is taking care of them. I mean – yeah, yeah, exactly. You take yeah. people through a conversation of, okay, so why would you want to get executive coaching? What's in it for you? What are you, what what are you missing out on? What what's it costing you by not getting those extra level of skills and habits put in place? And as they start taking a look at that, and it, and there's it's, there's real costs, yeah. emotional, psychological costs that go on, and there's also real financial costs that yeah. they're missing out on that they just don't know how to get to. And so once you start looking at it, what's it really costing you? What's the pain that's really involved here? Not just the pain of growth, which is going to be something, but the pain of missing out on what could have been, what could have been yours. Then people have a really interesting choice. Even if your organization doesn't pay for this kind of coaching leadership, executive development kind of coaching, even if you don't, why wouldn't you? Because if you don't get it taken care of, you're still going to miss out. You're still going to miss out on the opportunities of growth and development, fulfillment, as well as the financial rewards. So it's a real interesting place for people to figure out to get to because some level they have to realize, you know, your career track is yours. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But
0: it does say there's 9% of those, that the survey that are paying for coaching on
1: their own. See, that's admirable. I think that's admirable. It is. That's a fairly high level of personal responsibility, right? Yeah.
0: So let's move on. Let's, let's go to this next age group, millennials.
1: Yeah, let's take a look. At 70% of millennials say that they would switch jobs, even if the same salary were offered, for a better balance of life, both inside and outside work. Now, that's a real interesting one. I mean, in both of these, what we're seeing is a level of... Um, and, and I don't know if they see it or not. What what makes us to be able to be so? I don't know, picky or selective about. You know, I don't if they're going to do that. It's going to affect my life. It's my life balance. What what makes that possible? And I'll tell you what makes it possible: abundance. Abundance, absolutely. If there was if there scarcity, I'm of abundance yeah if there was there was scarcity in the in the economy, we may find, look with inflation, all the jazz that's going on in the economy worldwide, we may we're looking at scarcities. We go to the stores is they're talking about what's going to be going on with you know for for instance in Europe, they may not have enough gas to keep themselves heated. The people yeah. in France are now storing wood to burn through the winter. I mean, yes. on one hand, we got we got more than enough energy throughout the world. If you really take a look at it, we didn't always believe that. But we're starting to find out that this creation of petroleum is an ongoing thing that the earth does. And so we can we can actually trace back the guy who started the lie that there's only so much of that. There, there was actually there more in the 1900s, yeah. right? Anyway, the point of this is that that's only possible because of abundance. If things change. People may be starting to say, you know, so what if I have to work the weekends? I have to work 50 hours or 60 hours a week. If I got to, you know, take care of myself, my lifestyle doesn't matter much if I don't have a job and if I don't have money. That's a whole different deal. All of a sudden, the whole board game has changed.
0: Yes, it is. You know, and, and it's interesting. This is the age group that really started not only with abundance, but that age group that everybody gets an award for showing up. Yeah. You know there was uh, you know they're they're very tech savvy by mm-hmm. by nature, but not just by nature, but by nurturing. They grew up in a tech savvy world.
1: I think they're very bright, talented people. There's oh, no- absolutely they're gifted in that way. technologically, they're gifted yeah.
0: it's uh, yeah, there's a very very interesting statistics. Let me read some of these statistics. So 78% of millennials say they would switch jobs even if the same salary were offered for a better balance of life, both inside and outside work. Okay. Um, which is a different mindset from previous generations. They were in it to stay. They were in with, you know, they got in with the organization and we're going to, we're going to, through thick and thin, we're going to be here. Um, on both sides. Yeah. The both the organization
1: sides. and the individual. Yes.
0: That's the only way straight here, right? Yeah, it was both sides uh, uh, with the with the pensions that were offered and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 54% of the older millennials, ages 33 to 40, are considering a move to another organization in the next 12 months. That's a lot of that workforce. That's 50% of millennials, 33 to 40 yeah. years old. That's a big number.
1: That's a big that, number. That's a huge number. And so the question becomes why – why would they be so easy to shift from this organization to that? I mean, that's, 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 that's a large number there. And obviously, there's a lack of emotional connection. Yeah. There's a lack of emotional attachment that they're experiencing. And that goes back to leaders. What are you doing to keep your people cohesive? You're connected to you. You're connected to them. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big number.
0: Here's, here's a very interesting statistic. Twenty-nine percent chose their new jobs because of the learning and development opportunities, while thirty-nine percent chose their current jobs for the work-life balance.
1: That is a very interesting number. Why do you think it's interesting? And I'll tell you why I think it's interesting.
0: You know, the 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 majority of that, you know, in that particular statistic, they're looking for work-life balance. They weren't looking for uh, personal learning and development. They were looking for Am I going to have time to do those things I want to do?
1: Yeah, to you get out and do do whatever. Sure, that's cool. And that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Here's what I find really interesting: twenty nine percent chose their new jobs because of their learning and development opportunities. So here goes: about thirty percent leaders, about thirty percent of your, your people on your in your on your uh, your, your workforce, thirty percent of them got twenty nine percent here really are in it to get to make a contribution. They want to make things work. Therefore, since they want to make things work, they're going to be into education. They're going to be into development. They're going to be learning to get as much as they can out of it so that they can give back to the organization, to the teams they lead, the teams that they belong to. Yeah. That's that that that's that 30 part 30% of your organization that probably in a lot of ways makes a lot of things work. Yeah. They're the they're the workhorses. They're the ones that really make the difference. Yep.
0: Yeah. And here's here's another really, really interesting statistic about millennials, michael. eighty three percent say uh, that executive coaching would be very or extremely valuable for them. I wonder why
1: they think that?
0: I don't know. Maybe because they're starting to see the roadblocks by not
1: well I think what's happening is that we talk about there's that level of pain and growth and going still. I think what they're seeing is I see the opportunities that I have in this organization. I don't know how to really take full advantage of them. I don't know how to deliver. I don't know what to do. I don't have the skills. I don't have the disciplines to do those things. I want to get those things. And really, when it comes down to that, when you really start boiling that down, you can go get the information about how to build skills out of a book, out of a podcast, out of, you know go watch some videos. There's a bunch of, but but that's not enough. No, it's not. It's the, it's that relationship between, you know, yourself and that coach who understands you, who can see things that you cannot see, who has been there many, many, many times. And so for you, it's like the first time I've been through this, but the coach has been there many times. And so they know how to move you. They know how to assist you in that movement of growth and development not only at the level of leadership, but sometimes even before that, your own personal development. We said before, unless you do pay the price for personal development, you you cannot, you have no ability to go into leadership development. If you just want to skip over that and go into leadership development, you're building castles in the sky because there's no foundation. There's no foundation. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you, you've got to have the foundation. Because if you can't, if you don't know yourself, if you if you can't manage yourself, you can't motivate yourself, why would you think you could really understand somebody else or help them manage themselves or manage work with them to manage or motivate? Why would you believe that? If you don't have it, you can't. You can't give what you don't have.
0: Let's talk about, let's move on. Let's talk about these Gen Xers.
1: Hey Gen Xers.
0: Yeah. These are according to Britannica, Britannica, Gen X is a generation built on perseverance, perseverance and problem solving. Maybe I should quit trying to read this <laughs> and just say it. Yeah, they're they their generation built on perseverance, perseverance and problem solving. It's very interesting.
1: So a, uh, these people are, have a certain amount of independence to them. There's a certain amount of interesting autonomy, you know, that these other two generations that we haven't talked about to point have the ability to make a difference in the organization for 15%, it's development opportunities. So they're, they're self starters. They have an investment in themselves. They realize at some level it's up to me if it is to be, this is a great place. This is a great generation that says, you know, I have expectations of a potential move and progress within the current organization and they're willing to step it up. They're willing to do something about it. Resourceful. Yeah, exactly. They got great points. Resourceful by need, independent by nature. So they've had to be resourceful. Yeah. They, For some reason, they couldn't rely on those that were raising them. They've had to, you know, how to be more resourceful, resilient, you might say. Independent by nature. I love that. Dedicated to work, balanced life. That's cool. You don't want to get too far. And according to others, adaptable and entrepreneurial.
0: Entrepreneurial. Yep.
1: So those are those are great qualities to have. They're great, great qualities. Get a hold of those folks, and they're, and you know, get out of their way. Give them the tools they need, the resources. They can do some incredible stuff for you.
0: Well, and in, in a lot of ways, this generation and, and the Boomers were really responsible for developing the technology that the Millennials got to take advantage of. that they were nurtured by when they were, they were younger, you know, so there's a lot to be said by that very resourceful problem solvers, a lot of perseverance in, in getting the, the, what needs to be
1: done and, and getting, putting that, that foot forward. Yeah. Going through hard stuff, taking on hard stuff, working through the difficult. I mean, that's the, I, yeah, there's, there's something about that. I mean, you, you can't become stronger unless you're lifting heavier weights than you're used to lifting lifting. That's just right. that's the part of it. You got to stretch it. Yeah,
0: that's right. So what else? What else about Gen X that uh, you think is important to to mention here?
1: Well, I see it's important. Thirty nine percent of abilities to make a difference in the organization. They want a piece yeah. of the pie. I think fifty yep. percent of Gen X expectations of a potential move and progress within the uh, within their current organization. That's kind of interesting. That they're willing to work. In other words, they're willing to set up. Reciprocal agreements. Let's work this together. I mean, I want to work here. Do you want me to work here? Let's set up the agreements. I'm not going to just jump bail on you. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to abandon you, and I, and, I don't, and I don't expect you to abandon me either. Right. But we're going to be a partners, and I think that's again, that's that's very mature. And That's great stuff.
0: You but know, yeah. Gen Xers—they're the oldest Gen Xers that are in their mid-fifties now, so they've got a lot of time left in the workforce.
1: Okay, that's good stuff. That's good. Yeah. 38% of Gen X is enthusiastic for employer-sponsored coaching. Okay? Gen X is not prepared for a little career and is open to coaching intervention. See, again, they're teachable. Yes. That's the whole thing here. If you're not teachable, not a whole lot you can do.
0: No. Not a lot. So boomers, let's talk. We're We're both baby boomers, Michael. We are. So what does, uh, baby boomers, it, it's, it's a different, a different time. And I think there was a lot of abundance for the baby boomers, but it was a different kind of abundance, you know, it was post-war, you know, there's a lot of things changing in the United States, a lot of, you know, through the fifties and, uh, you know, early sixties, a lot of changes in, in, in the world at that time, a lot of changes as far as, uh, uh, the mo- type of money was being made in homes, and you know, there's. I think there was, there was a, there was abundance, but it was a different kind of abundance and a different mindset around that.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're right. It was nece- not necessarily a lot of stuff, but there was an abundance. I think of how do I put? It? There was a sense of security. We yeah. grew up in a state or a, a time period where there was a lot of security in terms of just who we were. We yeah. understood who we were um how we felt about life, about how we felt about, at one time it, we really trusted the institutions. And, and yes, yes. The, the side of that whole thing is the institutions, for the most part, were trustworthy. Not all of them, but they were they were for the most part. You get something you could believe in. And so we've got a very different perspective about, and the other part of that I think is really nice is that uh, they may not want to be retired all the way. They want to keep working. You know, work brings a sense of purpose, sense of direction, a sense of meaning. So they're not just, you know, wanting to throw in the towel and just coast along in life. Some are. I know some uh, do. Uh, but, you know, there's a sense of we understand that the way life works is work, have a purpose, make yeah. a contribution, you know, make, you know, improve yourself. And as you do so, you'll improve the lives of others. Yeah. You That's know, right. here, here in this article, these people are going to watch this and go, oh, these people are so old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> these gray it. hairs don't get it. <laughs> That's right. I think you're catching up with me. I think I'm just looking. Counting. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm
0: getting there. So I'm getting there. I'm ahead of you, by the way. Here's the thing is gray hair is needed in the boardroom. That gray hair in the boardroom is, is, is essential. And others may be listening to me going, what are you talking about? But it's all about that. That life, work life experience.
1: There's something to that. There, there's some things you just cannot fake. Yeah. yeah. You cannot fake. So, and it's interesting
0: that, you know, 29% of boomers ages 65 to 72 are still working or looking for work because they want to be valued and they want to continue to grow. They're not, uh, you know, even though that they're re- nearing their retirement or in that retirement age. Most are saying, I want to continue to grow. I want to continue to work. And here's the thing about resilience for baby boomers, and not that we're, you know, because we're boomers and we're saying we're better than everybody else. That's just not the case. Um, Not not even close. But uh, resilience for baby boomers equates to adaptability. In their lifetime, they've come to the other side of countless challenging times you know, different wars. I mean, we all go, have gone through wars, but I think it was it was different times.
1: Yeah, this idea of, of continual education. I mean, uh grew up in the uh, the time period where the idea is, you know, your car is a rolling university. And certainly that, that could be more applicable now than ever with Audible, you know, yeah. be able to listen to podcasts as you're driving to work or as you're driving in a carpool or on the train or whatever it is. It is a rolling university. Use your time. Just don't fill your time and i think i think that's a big deal for everybody and so it's a principle it's just not a generational thing rich it's a principle of education and learning and personal development
0: and so they
1: they like training courses they like to you know develop new skills uh i think that i think that's what it's all about and then uh determining new ways to gain knowledge what are some other ways like they're always looking into that for you to lead leaders there is no place that you can just say, I've arrived. It's not possible. No. The the wisest man or woman in the world still has things to learn. Absolutely. And so if you are a leader, if you're serious about being a leader, there's always that next thing to learn, next thing to master, that next thing to pass along. You never arrive. And so that's why that whole thing about, it's not just in it for me, but it's for my team. It's for all of us that I'm taking this time. That's why, again, uh, Rich, great leaders are extraordinarily rare because most people are not willing to take the time and put in the effort to do that. But when you find those people, they're gems.
0: Yeah. And listen to them.
1: Yeah. There you go. Listen. All right. I think our time's up here. Let's wrap it up. We've got a great podcast we've just completed here. Hopefully it's worthwhile to you folks that are watching it you get some yeah. gems out of it all right take your gems what do you to do get your groceries go to town
0: that's right and uh hopefully you buy something good with that <laughs> <laughs> no, not a candy bar you know let's get some good, something good <laughs> yeah uh, you know who we who we shouting out to today we've got a lot of new listeners michael
1: we do. We have a lot of uh, people here in the United States. We have people in Europe, um, people in Brazil. We got people uh, in Romania. We got people in uh, in, uh, in in Italy as well. We've got a lot of people from all over the place, and and so just keeps spreading the word. Spread the word. Say if this is something you like. Tell other people about it. Spread the word. If we're doing you any good, there must be some other people that you know that we can help out as well. So pass it forward as the saying goes, we love you guys. We care about you. We want to be, sometimes we're annoying. We understand we're annoying. Yeah. You know, we sometimes get a little, you know, come on, get with it.
0: <laughs> but at least good at
1: it. <laughs> yeah, we, we want you it's to be great leaders. People. Yeah. We want you to be great leaders. We want you to be, yeah. improve your leadership character and, 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 and strength and, and, and skills. So that's what we do here. That's what our lives are dedicated to.
0: And, 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 and that's what servant leadership is about. Serving others. Yeah. And right now, I'll tell you what, right now in, in the world that we live in, there has never been a better time or a more needed time than to serve one another.
1: That is the truth. Leadership, great leadership. There's never been a greater need for greater leadership or great leadership now than ever. Yeah. This is This is the place. This is the time. There's And you can look across the global world, and they're horrible leaders. I mean, there's good leaders that really want the best, and they work hard for their people, and they work hard for their communities. Whatever that is, they've got the right mindset, the right tools, the right skills, the right habits. And then there's the bad or just the poor leadership. that They, they just don't get it. They don't get it. And the bad leadership is not necessarily very effective. Unfortunately, yeah. there's another level, another group of leadership which is just evil. I agree. And evil leadership can be a combination of both bad leadership, but sometimes evil leadership is very, very, very effective.
0: I'm not even sure I'd use the term leadership in that. I would just say evil people.
1: Yeah, they're 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 tyrants. They're tyrants. Yeah, dictators. And they can still be very effective. Yeah, very, yeah, very effective. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That's why we need good leaders to offset that. Yes, we do. All right, folks.
0: Again, at the end of another rousing episode of Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. And so we appreciate you all. We we appreciate all your support. And until we meet again, take care of each other. Be safe. We'll see you. All
1: right. Leaders, lead. All the best.
0: With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide will help to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.